Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back, my Sensual Power podcast listeners. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader, and today I have an amazing guest on here, Jessica Lee. She is a video visibility business coach, and we are going to be talking all about getting visible. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. You look gorgeous today, by the way. Just I'm <laughs> For people listening, I want you to explain exactly what it means to be a visibility or like a video visibility business coach, because it makes sense. But like, just in case, you know, it does and it doesn't. Right. <laughs> okay. So basically what I do is I help you stand out online mm-hmm. and video is the best way to do that. Yeah. So video comes into play there. But basically, I'm helping you stand out on social media so that your clients can meet you and you can get paid and you can scale your business. (laughs) Right. And so now like half the audience is being like, I have to be on video. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) It does work. Video is the number one way to connect with people in an online space. Definitely. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so, it's more personal because like you get somebody's energy, you get their actual voice talking to you. It's just a different connection point. Yeah. So I'm always telling people reels or any kind of short form video like TikTok. I know you're on yeah. TikTok, yeah. Um, YouTube shorts. Those are great. And it's, they're wonderful for exposure because they get you in front of so many people, but live right. videos. Oh my goodness. That's when you there's nowhere to hide. You are just there. You're raw. You're being yourself and people get a real dose of what it's like to work with you. So they're exceptional for business. Yeah. And it seems to be like at this point in our society, like as things are shifting, I don't know about you, but I feel like it, people are starting to not just want to buy from a brand just because it's, a brand right just because they have like really like luxury or edgy marketing it's it's also like they want to know you like it feels any more like at least in my circles people want to feel like they're connected to you and to that and also like in a business setting like people are more interested in being in purpose feeling authentic with it and I feel like that's transitioning into how people are wanting to see and experience brands as they come out there yeah I think people want to trust you if they're going to buy from you they they want to know you know that you care know that you can help and you do that by showing up and yeah and you build the connection that way too yeah 
And then there's the, on the flip side of that, those of us that are freaked the fuck out by doing a video of ourselves. So I thought it would be really good to just talk about like, because obviously like we can go into first a ton of the ways that being visible is so important and doing this type of stuff, like getting on video is important, but like also understanding where the struggles with that come from and how do we start to work through that? Because for a lot of us, it is intimidating as hell to put our whole face on camera and then to be vulnerable, to share things, not just like, okay, here's this great product or service that I offer, but like, why, what makes it good? What makes it unique? What makes it you? Yeah. I mean, there are so many layers to visibility and visibility blocks can be sneaky. Some people it's very apparent. They know I I don't want to go live. That's terrifying. Or I I feel like I'm going to forget what I'm going to say, or I'm going to look stupid, or, you know, my kid's going to be screaming in the background and everyone's going to think I'm unprofessional. So that's a very obvious way, but there are some people that really don't feel like they have any fear around the camera. Yeah. But then they're not doing it consistently. And so there's, you have to really take a look at like, what is the deeper issue going on? Because it can also be, you, some of the thoughts that are visibility blocks are running around in your brains subconsciously and you're not aware of them. So it can be things like perfectionism, people pleasing. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of layers, which I know, you, yeah. I know, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, and I like, there are so many layers to this because when I was really starting to open up in my coaching business and, you know, and I'd done it locally for years and done somatic work with people for years, but then pivoting to that online space, like I had this moment of realizing, like I had this massive fear of being persecuted for what I was talking about, um, which was very much tied to my experiences of abuse growing up and then sexual assaults that I had been through. Like, cause I was talking about like angles that we struggle in sex and intimacy. And I was just waiting for like that. And then there's also those like, am I going to be perfect? Right. And is somebody going to judge me if something's going on in the background or I don't look perfect, if I'm not speaking perfectly about it, or um, am I good enough? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. I grew up with a narcissistic mom and it's never good enough. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a lot of my clients, grew up with abuse as well. Yeah. Um, and abuse, you know, narcissistic abuse is a very specific type of abuse that really strips away your Mm self-trust. And I experience this as well. This is why I do this work. Right. And it's that being at the core, having that be your core issue that you doubt yourself and that you don't know how worthy you are. You don't know how powerful you are. You don't always trust what you want to say because you're all of these fears that have developed. Like, are you going to be attacked? Are you going to be abandoned? Are you going to be judged? Are you going to be rejected? Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny because I think when a lot of us think about being visible online with our businesses and things like that, 
the part that I miss, and I feel like you, you do a really good job of understanding this and you say it without saying it sometimes, which is like brilliant. We don't think about that struggle as being very tied to an intimate relational experience. And it is. Because, like, if it was just, like, worrying about our hair being, you know, dry, like, mine is still drying because, like, you know, it's curly and thick and coarse and, like, that's how that works. Takes an entire day. Or, like, do we have makeup on? Is there something going off in our background or whatever? Like, if it was just as simple as those things, we'd get over it and do it. But this is very relational. and it And it doesn't even just have to be, like narcissistic abuse although Mm -hmm. like a lot of my listeners definitely deal with that but also there's a lot of them like we've just grown up in a society where we've been taught we're not good enough we're we're not worthy you're not the right weight you're not the right skin color whatever like there's so much there well and especially for women Mm -hmm. so I do I work with women and because in societally we are taught at a very young age that you know, we're not like, we have to be small. Yeah. We can't stand out. We, if we use our voices, we're bitches or we're bragging or, you know, all so much negativity around being fully expressed or taking up too much space. So yeah, some of my clients have, have had abuse and that's where the visibility blocks stem from it. Some of them have not. And yeah. it's just growing up as a woman in our society um, and having all of those blocks develop because of that. Yeah. And because you and I also have a unique experience of having also worked professionally in the performing arts field. Yeah. You mm-hmm. acting me as a professional aerialist for a long time. And I, I kind of want to ask like just your own experiences with that, especially being a woman in that industry of how how much that's impacted that because again I know you you grew up with abuse but also again you grew up and and worked professionally as an adult in this very very judgmental industry for women in particular yeah well so I had so I mean the reason why I do this work is because I had so much of my own visibility wounding to work through and I always wanted to act and sing Mm -hmm. always um, I had an experience happen when I was very young, um, where basically I developed a belief that my voice was God awful and that no one would ever, ever want to listen to it. And I had such intense fear around yeah. performing, even though it was like what I felt in my bones, I was put here to do. And so even in my first acting, like I didn't even get into acting until I was in college. Like I had some, like some, when I was younger, I did some like stuff. Right. Fun. But when I got older, it would just terrify me to my core. And in my acting classes is when there's so much personal growth work in acting, actually, there's so many exercises. And that's when I really realized like, wow, like there's, I got a lot, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, and I just had such intense fear around, yeah, just using my voice and being seen. It was so deep and it was so physically showing up in my body. Like I would throw up, I would have panic attacks. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I sang in front of my first acting class, I ran off the stage three times. Mm. Like that's how intense the fear when everyone was so annoyed. They were like, just sing. 
Oh man. Uh, and then my, and then when I was done singing, you know, everyone was telling me, wow, you're like, you should be in a band. You're so good. And I didn't believe them. I remember thinking yeah. they're just being nice because like they, I was so scared and they, they're just being sweet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And I think, I mean, this, so, okay. One thing I will say is that like working through and doing the exercises on myself helped me and also taking the action to put yeah. myself in front of others and get rejected. I learned, even though my brain was going crazy and telling myself that I wasn't safe, like I physically was safe. Like I was being yeah. rejected, but I was safe. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of pressure too, also to be thin. Right. Um, in the acting world, for sure. I definitely did not get a lot of roles because of that, because I wasn't the ideal body type. Yeah. Um, I developed an eating disorder. Um, so yeah. I mean, so what exactly, yeah, what, it, like, what are, what, what do you Well, I was just kind of like, wanted you one to just kind of talk about some of your experiences with that, because I feel like one, it's important for people to understand like, hey, a lot of us that are putting ourselves out there and especially for somebody that is doing the visibility work, it's not just that you're like teaching, like, you know what it feels like to experience this. And now I'm kind of curious for you, like, what are some of the tools that you did do that? Because I think one of the things that does come up with what you said is like, you do have to at some point take the action on it. And in that, that moment of doing it again, when we're in our head of like, I'm going to get rejected, I'm going to get abandoned, whatever comes up. So it's like, how did you help yourself through some of that? Well, so what I did then in the acting world is, I mean, it's similar, but it's very different than what I do now and like what I help my clients with, but essentially all of it really boils down to mindset and embodiment practices and creating safety for yourself. How can you create safety for yourself? And I just want to add too that, you know, I had had all this training. I, I was acting, I was singing, and I taught acting professionally for 15 years. But when I started my own business, I still had layers to work through, even yeah. after all of that work. And mm-hmm. I was helping women make videos and get visible. And I was not using video consistently or even posting <laughs> consistently which is hilarious. Right. And I, you know, when I was like, I still, I keep meaning to do this. I have to show everyone this video like that I first made when I was like first started my business. I was not myself. I Mm. was, you know, there's a completely different level from performing. Right. Just being you. Right. A whole other level. And yeah, I would show up on camera and think I had to be a certain way to get clients. Like I really, like I had, I thought I had to be professional. I remember once I always tell people the story, like I made a story on Instagram where I like took off my bra and was like, ah, my favorite time of day. Like when I get to come home and take my bra off. And then the second after I posted it, freaked out was like, that was so inappropriate. (laughs) No one's going to want to hire me if they see that. And now I have like a reel where I take off my bra. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. Right. Um, But yeah, so essentially it all comes down to changing your thoughts, creating safety and taking action. I think honestly, the best thing you can do is get yourself support. It's very, very hard to do on your own. Um, But I journal every single day. Um, 
I think for, especially for people with, I don't know if you're going to resonate with this, but I feel like with trauma, how our brains are always scanning for danger. Yeah. The fear reframes is an essential mindset practice for me. So it's like basically getting all of the brain gremlins out on paper yeah. and bringing them into my consciousness because they're back there doing their thing all the time. And then I take a moment to like sink in and get grounded. I do some breath work. I close my eyes and I really do ask my higher self to take over and tell me the truth. And yeah. I reframe all of the bullshit that I just wrote basically. Yeah. So I do that every day and I do embodiment practices. And also just like I just said, like the breath work and the getting grounded. If you have deep visibility wounding, do that before you go on camera. Yeah. Like take the action, but how, like every time, like you do have to take the action. I think getting yourself support and using tools and practices help you. But if it's something like physically showing up in your body, ground your body, do breath work before you press record. Yeah. I love that. And yes, the fear reframing for those of you that have never tried that before, like, um, I love that you journal it. I will actually, for me, I tend to be more auditory in my learning and physically doing. And I like to actually stand in front of a mirror and talk out the fears and then ask myself back, like, is that true? Or like, you know, and because I, I, what I found for myself, and I don't know if this is true for you, sometimes like asking, do I have any, any evidence of that? That doesn't always work for me because I do actually have evidence. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> oh, when you talk about that, that's hilarious. Like, yeah, I always have. Go ahead. For those of you that are listening, we had a whole conversation about this. We were talking about, like, for some of us that have grown up, like, with narcissistic parents. And again, like, this is, take this at your own level. But for me, like, there was always this fear of, like, my mom's going to sue me or something like that. And I had, I had a business coach before when I was first looking for support being like, well, you just need to ask yourself, is, is there any evidence that's true? And I was like, but she has, Yeah, <laughs> it's literally happened. So I can't ask that question because the fear gremlins for me, then are like, see, it's going to happen. Everything's going to collapse. But I had to ask, like, is it true right now? Is there anything in this moment that's true? And and is that enough to stop me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you said this about the evidence because I was cracking up because I'm thinking, yeah, like like you said before we got on the call, like some of us have very real fucking evidence that we are in danger. Um, and our brain, and even if it's not real, right, our brain is constantly scanning for danger if you've had trauma and you are gathering evidence all the time right so for me and so like and it, when this comes to my for my clients too when this comes up for them when they're collecting evidence or i'm doing this myself that something is bad or hor- you know or, or i'm going right. to be abandoned rejected whatever um i always tell them you need to go out and give me like 20 pieces of evidence for mm-hmm. the opposite belief yeah so I'm just even thinking this is kind of unrelated to visibility, but kind of related. I had a client recently who was, you know, in a going down the rabbit hole of no one wants to pay me and like kind of like the business is crumbling. And I was like, people fucking love to pay you. Like you people mm-hmm. have paid you, so they love to pay you. And I'm like, I need you to go and give me 20 pieces of the evidence that people love to pay you. 
Yeah. And then you came back and it was like an instant shift, like the next day. Like I love that. I love that. I actually, I don't, I don't know if this is related at all, but I saw a coach recently post, um, it was like one of the copy and paste things of like, here's my Venmo link. And you know, if you send me a dollar, like whatever, something like that. And I'm like, that's like the easiest way to be like, all right, well, you, you, you say you can't sell a service right now, go do that. Mm-hmm. Go put that out there and see how many people give you a dollar. Cause there's yeah. still evidence that people are willing to pay you. Yes. I love that. I did just see that the other day. Yeah. 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 And I I really love just and appreciate that this is something that you're really big on, because I think a lot of times when people are looking to get support, the concern is like, okay, but like, are you just going to give me like these fluffy little practices and stuff? Or are you going to actually hear like, no, I am literally terrified of this or again. I have actual evidence to support my um, internalized beliefs right now. And I love that it's really important for you to do that, to like really help people shift some of that and reframe it. That's- no, yeah, I'm like, me and my clients are like, we dig in and it's very yeah. real and raw. Like we, yeah. yeah, I think that's what being a good coach is, is really listening, believing everything your clients tell you, being able to point out their blind spots, being able to reflect the truth back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious too, like, um, some of, some of the other work that you do when it's like, okay, so we, we understand that we understand how to do the embodiment practice. Like, what for you, either within yourself or with your clients is something that you, help with like let's say they do start putting out the videos Mm -hmm. and then of course like you know the momentum isn't there yet they haven't they haven't actually gotten much engagement on it yet oh I thought you were gonna say something totally awesome what did you think I thought you were gonna say and someone does attack them oh well yeah we're gonna go there too but like okay let's circle back to that so you're saying, what if they take the step to put themselves out there? They're starting yeah. to post consistently, trying to stand out and they're, they feel like they're not fucking standing out. Yeah. So this is when it really comes down to your mindset because you don't need the external validation that people are watching or absorbing because yeah. I can't even tell you how many of my clients have hired me and told me. It was that one video you made about X, Y, Z, and I knew you were the coach for me and literally like no one liked it or commented on it. So you have to trust that what you're putting out is getting in front of the right people. And the way that you ensure that happening is putting yourself out there as much as is doable for your nervous system. So I I show up every day because the more visibility the better, like the more you put yourself in front of people, the more you're going to grow your following, the more you're going to build trust and the more clients you're going to get. However, people with deep wounding who are, you know, you can't just go and put yourself out there every day. Like you have to take baby steps in that direction. Um, but yeah, so I, I would just say that's a mindset shift. It's a story you're telling yourself, like no one is engaging. No one's watching. My views are shit. It doesn't really, even I, people call me the reels queen. Yeah. <laughs> I have had like gone through periods of having, yeah, like, like eight K views a lot. And I have right. a few that have gone viral, 
my reel yesterday got like 50 views. So it's, you just have to keep going. You have to trust that it's working and you just have to keep putting yourself out there because visibility works. Yeah. I, I think that's really important. The reason I brought this up is because it's so easy in those moments for us to go like, see, there's something wrong with me. It, it's all me. I'm not doing anything right. And the truth of the matter is, is like, well, maybe there is like a, a you know, maybe your energy is not fully coming through, but it's, that still doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong. And it's really important to distinguish that. Oh yeah. I love that you said that. You do have to make yourself right for everything. And like I said, in the beginning, so just, you have some proof and evidence. I was not being myself on camera. Yeah. I got to where I'm at now. Yeah. And I have videos with no makeup. I have videos with my hair stuff, but like how I got there and I share really vulnerable things like is by doing. Right. And so if you're putting yourself out there now and you're not being fully yourself, the way that you do that is by keep showing up and get support, get someone who can help you feel safe to be yourself and help you work through the blocks that you have that are keeping you from being fully yourself. Yeah. And, and help calm down the voice and be like, we know this voice. Remember we've talked about this 50 times before we'll keep talking about it but go do the thing now. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now circling back, (laughs) dealing with that moment where you do get the troll, the nasty comment. Cause I know like, and that's happened to me so many times. Oh my gosh. I've seen you literally post the comment of some asshole online that, you know, of course the cyber, the keyboard warrior over there. Right. Which reminds me, I have a reel to make about, the, my most recent troll, but so yeah. it's funny. Like my, one of my biggest fears in the beginning, I'm happy that you brought this up too, because we talked about having eating disorders right, right before the call too. So yeah. I had an eating disorder when I healed from my eating disorder, I gained a, a significant amount of weight. I'm probably a hundred pounds heavier than I was yeah. when I had my eating disorder. And a big fear of mine was I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to get visible and people are going to fucking like destroy, like mm-hmm. attack me about my weight. And yep. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you like, that's not going to happen because uh, it has <laughs> Right, people have done that to me. But yeah. the thing is, is so if you get a troll, what I say is like, you, you just have to provide safety for yourself. So this is what, again, like have a coach. I had someone that I could go to ugly cry about it, get right. raged up about it, get angry about it, let all my feelings out about it. So you have to do like whatever you can do for yourself to create safety Um, but you will be okay if you get a troll, like you will, you might get triggered. Yeah. You might be activated, but you will be able to handle it. And things that you can do when you get a control, you can engage. If that's going to feel good to you, you can do it. If it's Mm -hmm. not block them. Yep. Just, or report them. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, like, I always say, use it as fuel to get more visible. So for me, the first time I got some kind of, you know, like fat comment mm-hmm. troll. Um, I was really hurt and really angry. And the old me I noticed would have gone back into hiding or maybe got triggered back into having an eating disorder again. But I was like, yeah. oh, hell no. Like I get to take up space. 
all bodies are beautiful. Right. My body is big and it's fucking worthy of taking up space. And you don't get to tell me that I'm not worthy of taking up space because right. I have a bigger body. And I was so like fueled up about it. I made a video about it. I and I, actually, like, I have so many women that hired me because of that video. Yeah. No, and I, I love it too. And for those of you that have not been listening for long, I used to be a professional aerialist. So the person in the circus that you see insanely dangling like 50 plus feet in the air, I did that because I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> I like chaos. I grew up in chaos. So of course I, I got a career to be in chaos. But after I was injured and retired from it, like you, I put on about 80 pounds. So when I was really pivoting everything to go fully online with coaching, that was a big thing for me. I feared somebody being like making the comment about my weight or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just post like from here up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and yet at the same time, I'm like, but there are so many people that feel just like I do. And they come from these places where there's that. And I think something that really helped me remember too is in our society, one of the number one ways that we attack women is through physical means, because especially a strong woman that is speaking her truth, we yeah. go for the physical. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's intense. So I, I really love that you've made it a point to address that because for for other women like me, like, yeah, it, it immediately would make me want to hire you for that. It's why I follow a lot of what you do, because I feel like I resonate with a lot of what you're putting out there. So I think that's something for a lot of us to remember, too, is like, yes, the hate's going to be there. But I guarantee you somebody is going to see you and be like, that's me. Yeah. That's thank you so much for saying that because that's something that I wanted to say that I didn't think of is that that's the thing you you will get trolls yeah but you are also at the same time putting yourself in front of people that it resonates with like you were right. just saying and that will connect with you even more so it's like okay you're gonna get a troll you're gonna be able to handle it you're gonna have tools to handle it. And focus on the fact that that's, you know, a, the handful of trolls and a shit ton of connections. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I'm also really curious for you too, because we're talking a lot about business visibility, mm-hmm. but everything that you're doing with people and everything that you're talking about doing, I know it has a lot of impact on a lot of other areas of life. So I'm just really curious, like in your own experiences, mm-hmm or in client experiences, what have you seen of the benefit of like really working on a lot of this? Ooh, thanks for saying that too. You're so good. Um, (laughs) Yes, the visibility work trickles into all areas of your life. And yeah, so one thing that I see in my clients Mm -hmm. is when you have visibility wounding, you struggle setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And when you do this work, you're not only setting boundaries in business settings, like having better boundaries online and having right. better boundaries with your clients, like being able to actually say no. Um, 
you're also doing that in your personal life. Yeah. And when you're starting to do the work or you're doing the work to feel safe to be yourself and to be seen and to use your voice, that is also coming into your personal life. Right. You're starting to be fully yourself in front of your, you know, some, I feel like sometimes too with, with trauma, like you can have like friends and like, you know, all your friends are different and maybe, I mean, maybe people aren't like this, but I feel like some people might be, oh, like I can only be this way in front of this person and this way in front of the other person. And the only reason why I'm thinking about this is because I had a client who I remember she's a sex coach, but she was also, she has a past of being a comedian and she was yeah. afraid that if she was posting online about sex coaching, her comedian friends would see it and make fun of her and like yeah. make jokes about it. But as well as she also wanted to bring that side out because that's who she is. Right. And she wanted that side to come out in her sex coaching, even though it's a very serious topic. Like I want to bring my comedic side and like, what if that's making people on the sex coaching side, like not take me seriously. So when you do this work, not only are you feeling safe to be like, bring out all sides of your personality online, but in right. your personal life too. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, on, on a personal level with that, like I've, I've practiced paganism for decades and I had this huge hang up in my head of like, if I talked about that online at all, it would completely discredit any of my academic education in somatic trauma and intergenerational trauma and all of that. But then also worrying about like, okay, but if I put that out there, there are certain people in my life that are going to see that, that maybe they, you know, I'm developing a friendship or a relationship with them. And they're going to be like, are you some fucking crazy woo-woo bitch that's, you know, like out in the middle of the woods, naked on a full moon, pouring blood on herself or whatever? I'm like, I mean, I will dance naked outside. <laughs> like, I was like, I would do those things. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, I mean, I will, I have, and it doesn't mean that there's any, like, it doesn't take away from those other aspects of me. And it was really reaffirming to start pouring that in there. And I've been doing it more and more to be like, wait, this is all part of me. It doesn't discredit yeah. me. I think I'm so glad you shared that. And I also think, you know, if people have people pleasing tendencies or perfectionistic mm -hmm. tendencies too, that starts getting less intense in your personal life as well. Yeah. So not only like letting out the woo-woo side or the right. funny side, or, right. but it's also visibility wounding and boundaries and people pleasing are just so closely related. Yeah. And so I think when you get stronger in reestablishing your trust with yourself, you start to give yourself permission to say no and set better boundaries and stop reacting in a people pleasing, which is basically a fawn response. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And I also think um, with this too, one thing that I noticed, I'm sure you have, and you can speak to this even more is when you start really talking about what you're doing, who you are online, it also makes you clarify things like, who are you? What do you want? Who are you speaking to? 
And I feel like then in every other aspect of your life, definitely with your business, like you start clarifying, like who you want to engage with, why do you want to engage with them? Why do you want to have a relationship with them? And what, what are you willing and unwilling to do with them? I mean, yeah, that plays into the boundaries, but it also acts to actually clarify, like, who are my people? Who, who am I? What do I want in this world? Yeah, because it's, it's that same, you know, core wound of the trust. And when you trust yourself more, you're also more in tune with your desires and what you want and who you want to surround yourself with and what is like, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I have two final things for you. One, I'm very curious, like what is one of your favorite practices that you do? Cause you've hinted at some, but like, what's your favorite practices to do to really help get you in the mindset of getting visible? And two, I'm really curious, what has been your biggest or like your most well-received viral video that like shocked the shit out of you? Because I like I've found for so many people when they're getting visible, like the thing that they never anticipate is going to be super popular with people. That's the thing that ends up being popular. (laughs) Like my, I feel like the two reels I have had go viral don't really even make any sense. Like, you know, I yeah, they didn't shock me. I'm like, it's. I would say the one video that I already mentioned is I think I didn't know that making a video in response to a troll would attract clients. I had no idea that that would happen. So I guess that would be the one. Yeah. That shocked me for sure. It it didn't go viral, but I I had a number of women who hired me mention that video. And I was like, Oh, okay. I had no idea. But, um, so and then my favorite practices for getting visible. Well, I are like the fear reframe, I think is a really yeah. good one. And I love that you share that you don't have to do that in a journal. Like that's right. what works for me, but you can also do it audibly, right. like whatever works for you. Um, for getting visible. So I think, okay, a great one is what I call the fear rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> this is what I call it. <laughs> I like that name. I love um, it. <laughs> But it's a tool that a therapist had given me. It's like my take on a tool a therapist had given okay. me like decades ago. But basically, you're so basically, okay, sitting with yourself and asking yourself, and again, you can journal this or you can get a buddy and do it with them. Yeah. So it's audible or you can do it in the mirror, like Valerie right. already suggested. But you're essentially asking yourself, okay, what is the worst, worst, worst thing that could happen? So like if you grew up with narcissistic Mm -hmm. parents, it could be, okay, they will see it and they will attack me. So for me, mine, like something that mine was, was the, the, um, I'm bigger and someone's going to attack me about my size. And so then it's just asking yourself like, well, what is the worst thing? Okay. So like, yeah, someone will find me and be a troll and say something really mean and then asking yourself, okay, so it happens what would you do in response to that happening? And really trying to feel what it would feel like and picture what the actions you would take. So for yeah. me, it was like, okay, um, well, I would probably have like, I would probably break down a little and cry and be really angry. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so then like, then what? What would you do then? Oh, well, like, okay. Then I'd probably reach out to a friend 
and tell them about it. Okay. And then what? Well, and then, you know, they'd probably make me feel better, say some things that would light me up or like, tell me the truth. And then what? Well, then like, and I'd go block them. Well, and then what? And then I'd realize like, they don't get to like, tell me, like, right. I don't get to take up space. How dare they? And I'd get real fueled up and I'd go make a video about it. You know, so basically you take yourself through the fear. Like what is yeah. the worst, worst thing that could happen? And you try to feel it. You try to imagine like, what would you really do? And at the end of it, you're always going to find that you're going to be safe. And yeah. the thing here is like, yours was that your mom would sue you. And she, she did, which is insane and horrible. <laughs> yep, we, like, we did you that. Survived, you right. survived. You are okay. So yeah. even if your worst nightmare were to happen, you would get yeah. through it. You're a really fucking strong person. You would get through it. Right. Yeah. I, I love this because I do this essentially with clients when we're, you know, we're working on, um, especially with relationship stuff, if there's like that fear of dating again, or like, you know, setting a boundary with a partner or, um, um, talking to a partner about a past trauma or whatever, you know, cause there's always a fear like, well, they're going to leave me if I do these things. Okay. So then what do you do? What happens then? What's the next step after that? I love that because again, this is also where all of this work ties together with everything. It's so beautiful. And, and it's something that can really help like those little brain squirrels calm down. Cause they're like, you're going to die. If someone calls you fat online, no, you're not, you're not going to die. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but this, but this little brain squirrel thinks you're going to die. If it'll tell you all the things. Yeah. yeah. People won't want to hire you because you're bigger right the craziest yeah right oh brains oh yeah (laughs) it's it's insane but it's it's what our brains do and this is why again there is support for that which brings me to how can people find you and how can they work with you to help deal with all of this shit Thank you. Uh, I would love to support any of you who are listening and this is resonating. And I don't know when you're putting this out, but right now I have four spots left in my mastermind and I would just love to have you in there. I think it's an amazing container. Yeah. Um, People join it to, it's called the Shine Online Mastermind. So the whole purpose is standing out online so you can get clients. There's deep visibility work within that but there's also all the foundations and everything you need to grow your business to six figures. It's very intimate. There's only six women. I do that on purpose because deep shit comes up and I really want that safety there for you. So you get three calls per month with me and there's only six women. It's a 60 minute call. So you get at least 10 minutes with me sometimes more if people don't come to the call. You also get a one-on-one call with me where we can dive into whatever you need, like whatever is coming up for you. Um, And that can be business related, can be video related, and it can be visibility related. It's completely what's coming up for you. Um, There's also modules on everything that I used on myself to, to blow up my business. Basically, this is my second year at Six Figures. And I'm giving you all of the tools so that you can get there yourself. Um, and I would, I would love to have you. It's I, my clients get results and yeah. it's a safe space. 
So that's like, that's a word that I hear probably the most often is it's so yeah. safe. Like you create such a safe space and you hold space. Um, and then also you get results when you are your, yourself, when you're fully you, when you're using video and you're showing up consistently, you are going to get clients. So yeah. if that sounds like something you want, come to me. <laughs> and you can find me oh so you can find me on instagram and tiktok it's jessica lee.coaching yeah um my website is jessica lee lee.net not.com i think facebook is just like jessica lee um personal oh i have a, a facebook group that valerie's in it's called yeah. the shine yeah. and yeah if you just want to get like free coaching i do trainings in there all the time yeah so, you do um, provide a lot in there Thank you. A lot, a lot. Um, and don't worry if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I got to back up and jot that down. The links are going to be in the description. So don't worry. Um, and also if you're already following me online, I follow Jessica. So like, just go to my profile and look her up. She's there and all of her links are there. You can find it there too. So don't worry. You're covered anyway you go. Um, and one thing I just want to add to this is somebody that's also taught in small group spaces too. There is such a benefit to healing, especially on these types of things in community, because anything that you think is unique to you, I guarantee you it's not. And having somebody else there or like six other people there to be like, I deal with that too. The validation and normalization of your experiences in itself sometimes is worth its weight in gold. So that's Thank really saying that it's so true. And yeah. I want to add on to that. Not only is that so validating and healing that mm -hmm. you know that you're not alone, but when you're in a container like that with other women and it's safe, like they're bringing up shit that you don't even realize like, oh yeah, that's me too. And it's yeah. kind of like a light bulb going off for you. And there's a lot of aha moments that you get to learn from. Yeah. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on here again. And again, just doing the work that you do, because I do notice it. I see it. I creep on it all the time. And I think it's so important to have somebody that's genuinely out there helping people with these things. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And same, I value you and your work so much. And yeah, and we've had the same clients and I know you're doing yeah. just amazing work in the world. Yeah. And it's an honor to know you and to be in the same space. Same. Thank you. Bye.